Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Weaver here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlick. I put a little, uh, little je ne sais quoi on the, uh, on the J there, a little Johnny. I, I don't, don't appreciate a soft J. Johnny. Instead of Johnny, it's Johnny. Yogging. Johnny, or Yanni Carlick. <laughs> Talking with Yanni Carlick It's Carlick's in with a today. soft J. <laughs> I'm, I'm going yogging later. Yeah, yogging. But welcome into the Rick and Johnny podcast, where this is a podcast where we talk about entertainment news, TV, movies, basically anything under the two nerdy sons is what we look at. And boy, do we have a jam-packed show today, Johnny, talking about a little bit of the Oscars, something that we usually don't do, but I feel oh, yeah, like we true. have to. Sorry. Um, it pertains this time. Black Panther is nominated for Best Picture, so can, like round of applause all around for Black Panther being nominated. But we're going to talk about could Black Panther actually win Best Picture? Because there's some people that might believe that it should, but will it actually be the Best Picture at the Oscars this year? We're going to look at Avengers Endgame again because we're basically in that routine of like we're what four months away, um, almost three months away from Endgame um, mm-hmm. until we all cry. Um, really hard because Game of Thrones and Endgame are going to be pulling us in two different directions, and then we're going oh to no look same at, direction. And then we're going to be looking at a topic that I am very excited for. We're going to take a look at Alita: Battle Angel, a movie that I'm excited for. Comes out in two weeks. How successful will it actually be, or how successful will it be? Is what we'll look at to wrap everything up before we get into everything. I'm going to pitch our iTunes review. Make sure to, if you're listening to us on iTunes, if you have an iTunes or Apple podcast account, which I know most of you do, even if you're on YouTube, make sure to go over to your smartphone onto your um, Apple account. Type in Rick and Johnny podcast. It'll come up. You'll see our green logo or our kind of darkish, turquoise-ish logo. Um and make sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It really helps us. It gets more eyes and ears onto our podcast. Well, for Apple iTunes, it'd be ears mm-hmm. onto our podcast to hear what we're going like on. Like an so, eyes and or ears. Eyes and or ears. So they got to read it, see which episode they want, and then obviously just listen to it. Oh, there you go. See, the, the, um, eyes so per, the eyes come back in. And ears. See, but, see, it still fits then. It does. It okay. does indeed. But please go over there and rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And Johnny, let's get into it. Let's talk about this Oscars um, thing that we never usually touch. Not like, usually. This is something where we usually stay into our own bubble. Where yeah, there's some movies here that we liked. We kind of branch out of the superhero genre into some horror, um, some other of course we nerd do. stuff. But we usually I mean, if it's, into it. if it's entertaining or if mm-hmm. it's ner- obviously if it's nerdy or if it's like a cult classic mm-hmm. of some sort, <laughs> we go ahead and see it. We try but to the. 
all the nominees for the Oscars were announced, and the big one that people are talking about is that Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. First superhero movie to be nominated for Best Picture. The Dark Knight took home some Oscars for, like, for example, Heath Ledger's performance, and I Mm -hmm. believe Nolan um, was nominated for that. But it was never, like, Dark Knight was never in the Best Picture nomination. Black Panther is. So the first thing I want to do before we look at the nominees and see, like, could Black Panther actually win, I want to ask you about the nomination. Okay. What was your first thought when you heard Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture? My my first thought? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. When I I think you told me about it, I'm Mm -hmm. like, but Infinity Wars was better. Like, and that was something that... I didn't know if we were going to just jump right into it. Oh, I'm going to jump right into it. I mean, that was my first, like, my first thought was, all right, cool. A superhero film is now breaking into Best Picture. But then I started reading some of the comments, and, like, a lot of them were like, but it wasn't even the best superhero movie this year. It was like, Avengers Infinity War was even better than that. And I was like, I was starting to think, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. It was better. Then Black Panther was, but yeah. Black Panther's being nominated for Best Picture and Infinity War is not. Yes. I mean, I felt the same way. I should I should have added that first part. Um because I was excited that hey, mm-hmm. like Black, that's cool, Black Panther's being nominated. And like Giant's like, I'm so excited though, I jumped right into the Infinity War pool. Yeah. I just walked right past that first one. I was like, Cannonball. Yeah. Right into it. But I mean, let me ask you this then. Why? Why do you think then Black Panther got the nod? Because here's the thing, and this goes for even the Oscars in general. Yeah. Um, like, now that Black Panther's in Best Picture, it's not usually the Best Picture that wins Best Picture. It's which group of film can campaign the most. Like, yeah. it's kind of like a presidential election where, like, all right, you've won- you've now won the primary. You're in the election now. Mm-hmm. Like, you've campaign to this point to be in best picture now you have to campaign to win it so i mean with that sense what like what are you thinking of why because then it would be on marvel it's like if you're campaigning to be in best picture then that would mean they chose to campaign for black panther and not infinity war you know what and i can think now that i'm thinking about it more and more i can see part of the reason why Mm -hmm. is Infinity War, we talked about it before the podcast, is... You need a lot of things. You need, a, you need to watch, have seen at least a good chunk of this universe mm-hmm. beforehand, whereas Black Panther, kind of just dive right in and watch it. Mm-hmm. You don't need a really a lot to go back and watch. Yeah, and I, I mean, mean... you could watch Civil War, and really that's all you need to. But Black Panther was an origin story. Exactly. So you didn't need all these other movies to mm-hmm. see this. We're Infinity Wars. For the impact that you and I got, mm-hmm. we've been watching this since 2008. Yeah. But I mean, so, even... And this is what I said to you. And maybe this is because I've seen it before. Yeah. But even when, like, I saw it on Netflix, and right now I'm at count five. Like, one in theaters, four on Netflix alone. Yeah. Um, which is, what, three, six, nine, 12 hours um, that I've spent watching this mm-hmm. um, on repeat. But the second time, so the first time I popped it on Netflix and started watching it, I told you the next time I saw you or next time I talked to you that – the thing, the f- thought that I had while rewatching it was, "Wow, this isn't just a good superhero movie. 
this is just a good movie in general. And I mean, if we're going to dissect it, for me, the thing that made Infinity War so great, and this is take everything out. Let's say you know nothing. You just know Mm -hmm. about Thanos. The one thing you know about Thanos in that movie is he wants to balance the universe. And you, it, it makes you feel for him. Like, yeah. no. you have sympathy for the villain. And I'm trying to think, does Black Panther also do the same with Killmonger? Not as much, really. I mean, not as to much, some degree, yes. at the end, they do. They do it with the end. And you could sort of feel for him, like, you can, mm-hmm. they show, like, you could, they give him the, like, they give you at least the decent reasoning why he's doing it. He was sort mm-hmm. of... His dad had the mentality that way. His, his dad was left for dead. And so it's like, okay, well, I, my dad's left. And he's, it's probably the idea of, okay, this wouldn't, mm-hmm. have, my, this wouldn't have happened to my dad if, like, his things had been going his way. Yeah. That, they, like, it gets him into that mentality. And it's just the, I'm trying to think how to describe it. Sort of a, I'm not going to say a Hamlet well, thing for, here, per se. This is off topic from the Oscar thing, yes. but I want to throw it out. I was reading an article. Um, this week from Screen Rant. Okay. And originally, this is from, let's see. So on Cinema Blend, they had, oh, who was it? I got to look up at the name because they do that thing where they like have the full name and then later on they use their um, last name, but I don't see the full name. Um, the last name, though, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. Editor Michael um, Shaver. Okay. Um, they had him on Cinema Blend and he talked about the original ending. Because apparently Black Panther had a totally different ending. Really? Um, And this is, let's see, the quote, let's see if it, yeah, I'll read both of them. So the first one is, with reshoots, Ryan wanted to do a new ending. And it's a whole bigger thing with the scene where Killmonger dies. Um, Where we shot originally and in the script was Killmonger saying, it's beautiful, but what are you going to do for everyone in the world who can't see this? And it was great. It was powerful. It was awesome. But it was problematic for a few reasons. One, we realized that just as a character for the journey of T'Challa, he can't get the answer to the movie and what he needs to do from the villain, like straight up exactly what he needs to do. And that's kind of what was happening. Secondly, it was a great performance by Michael B. Jordan, and Michael B. Jordan brought it, and it was painful to watch because you kind of don't want this guy to die, but it didn't, but it didn't fit his character. Um, and then he goes on to say, um, Ryan went off to his lab and did his brilliant work that he does as a writer, um, and wrote the final scene in Oakland where he goes with Shuri and shows the royal talent fighter um, to those kids and specifically a kid that kind of looks like young Killmonger, basically him showing them that and buying those buildings and the Wakanda Outreach program was in the spirit what originally he had Killmonger tell him. If people can just see this, if people can see their own potential, then things would be different. And so that was done in a new scene where we see what T'Challa has done And then at the very, very, very end, the last line is that kid looking at him saying, who are you? And that is the theme of the movie of identity. Who are you? And he doesn't need to answer it because he just answered it for us. 
Mm-hmm. And like I read that and I was like, wow, kind of like, like there's that like the ending to that is so like Black Panther. I will say this was a good movie. Oh like, yeah, definitely. By asking this question, having this conversation, it was a good movie. I remember walking out of it and being like, it, well, like, I remember I was like, wow, yeah, Dave's like, oh, my God, what'd you think? And I was like, it was a pretty good movie. And he goes, pretty good? It was just pretty good? It was amazing. Like, Dave was, like, up here. I felt like me and you were more yeah. down here with it. I mean, I mean, I had that general uh, superhero movie pump. but Yeah, but it wasn't, like, anything above that. It wasn't anything no. extra. And, like, reading this, I was like, holy shit, like, Thinking about that ending a little bit and actually about like the movie of Black Panther of he's right. It's a movie about identity. Who is Black Panther? Mm -hmm. Because it's funny that they did that because most of the people walking into that movie were probably like, who is Black Panther? Yeah. And we all got to learn that. And even T'Challa got to learn who he really is. No, um, I I just noticed I've been talking for a long time. Yeah, I'm gonna let you kind of take it. No, I I can't like I can't. Johnny make just any... gives me that look like, is it my turn now? My turn? <laughs> Mine? Do I get to go yet? <laughs> you can say something. Uh, no, I mean I can't actually make any arguments because mm-hmm. you and I were in the same boat yeah. with the movie. It was a great, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like running out there. Oh my god, that was the best thing. Ever. No, I mean, but it was a really good movie. I'm not mm-hmm. like downplaying that. I'm not excited for Black Panther have been nominated. And to a degree, I get why Marvel campaigned mm-hmm. for it, because more people will be familiar and able to dive into Black Panther than Infinity Wars. But again, mm-hmm. like, I do think, like, that was a better movie. And Now, I am going to throw this out yeah. there. And I'm not throwing this out there as, like, a troll commenter. I'm throwing it out there to add to the conversation yeah. is... There are a subsection of people out there Mm -hmm. that believe that, like you and I, where it was like when Black Panther came out, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Is it like, did this movie and could be a reason why if Marvel chose, which we don't really know. Yeah. um, But if Disney Marvel chose to campaign this one more so than Infinity War, is it because of the cultural impact? That I've, this movie had where the thing that I noticed was just by like people that I was around at the time and had interacted with was for the longest time. And I will never be in this boat. So I'm not like talking as someone that's like, yeah, I know what it's like because I never will. Like I looked at as a kid, mostly any superhero and could see myself in that hero, mm-hmm. like could see 100 percent myself because of skin color this is the first one that although like want to say african-american but i can't even say that because t'challa is not african. american he's so african, african so. um hero that is on this kind of a screen on this kind of a um pedestal because like yeah i know that like the cw did black lightning but like CW TV show is not on the same pedestal as a Marvel a cinematic Marvel movie. MCU kind of a movie. And I, I just wonder if in my head, did that have anything to play into it? I feel like it has a decent amount of play into it because it is a cultural impact. Mm-hmm. Is their first hugely successful black, uh, black African and African American. I mean, it hits all the cult. It's the whole culture, mm-hmm. African and African American. 
um, it, it hits the whole culture. Um, where was I going with that? It made the huge impact of this is our first hugely successful movie well, with and, this. And that's the thing. I like that you said that. Yeah. It wasn't just, hey, this is the first of that. It was a good movie. It was a like, hugely Because there were like other ones was... and some of them were more like jokey ones. Mm-hmm. Like I think Blank Man. Yeah. For example. But... Yeah. But I mean this was one that was you could see it was taken seriously and was actually a well-written movie. Yeah. Um, and that like that's a thought that kind of popped into my head. But like I think that I'm not saying that I just want to make this clear. And I think I speak for both of us with this. We're not saying Black Panther does not deserve to be nominated. No, not at all. I, it was a really good movie. We're just having the conversation of why it might have been nominated. Because yes. another big thing, and I don't want to jump down this rabbit hole, but I'll just say it, is there's also a subsection on the internet that's like, well, how does Black Panther get nominated for Best Picture, but The Dark Knight wasn't nominated for Best Picture? Which Now, that one I can get behind because The Dark Knight... After I watched, there was one night after I watched Infinity War on my little suggested thing, uh-huh. it was Dark Knight. I was like, hell yeah, I'm watching that. And then I watched The Dark Knight. It's like, and rewatching that, I'm like, man, this is a this is a good movie also. I mean, Heath Ledger yeah. and his performance in that movie, oh, made it. What well, it didn't make it what it is, but like without that, it would have been. No, I'm pretty sure the movie was a, that was a big part of what made mm-hmm. that movie what it is. Like in just his acting as the Joker, but and that blows my mind that that was that movie was never nominated for best picture. Yeah. Last thing I want to ask you is the actual thing of what we titled this about. Yes. Looking at the other nominations, we've got Black Klansman, we've got Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star Is Born, and Vice. I'm not asking you what you would pick because I know both of us would probably pick Black Panther. Or, like me, I might lean into a Bohemian Rhapsody because of what that movie also, hugely successful movie. Yeah. I want to ask you, with the campaigning that's now going to start for Black Panther, Mm -hmm. when we get to the Oscars, could we actually hear at the very end of the show, and the award for Best Picture goes to... Black Panther. Could that actually happen when we get to the Oscars? I'm not going to say it can't, but like I I honestly have only seen one of one other of these movies. Mm-hmm. I've seen mul- tons of previews and multiple times seen the previews mm-hmm. for A Star is Born and Green Book, which both look like really good movies just not in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. of the type of movie. Like I'll I'll, I'll if at some point maybe I'll watch it on Netflix or if yeah. it's on TV, I'll watch it. Even Black Klansman looked really good. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of those ones where I, you really don't want to go out and see it because mm-hmm. obviously movies cost what thirteen dollars a pop minimum. Yeah, so it's like, do I? You gotta be selective what movies you want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see Bohemian Rhapsody, and to be honest, I left the theater liking like the feeling was. I liked that movie more mm-hmm. than Black Panther to an extent. Like, yes, I really like Black Panthers. Like, I love superhero movies. But, like, the feeling I got after watching Bohemian Rhapsody was a little bit more excitable. It was mm-hmm. a, the emotions were a lot different and higher in their own realm than I did with Black Panther. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I had that when I went left Black Panther, it was awesome. It was it was great. I had that superhero pump. I thought it was a good movie. But Bohemian Rhapsody and spoilers, like, you got to see the lie, like, 
a re- reactment of the Live Aid concert mm-hmm. and chills. You know, it's another thing that I just forgot. Huh. And yes, this is in animated feature film for best animated film. Okay. Comments that I also saw were that, yeah, but Into the Spider-Verse was better. And I, let's be honest, leaving Into the Spider-Verse, I was like, holy crap, yeah, you that was were. an amazing movie. Yeah, that's true. Like, even Dave was. And that was just a soundtrack and a um, visual experience. Yeah, it was. That's and a true. well-written story. Like, even that one, like, I, you kind of forget about it because it was animated. I'll be completely honest. I don't think it's winning. I, I don't do th- not. No. Um, and the reason why I say that is... If I had to put my money on it, my final three, mm-hmm. um, and this is something that me and you will talk about, um, but let's see, the Oscars are on February 24th, maybe the week before that, we kind of go through, like, we pick some of the categories um, and, like, give predictions of who we think yeah. um, will win, but, like, for me, my final, my top three for who I think would win would either be Bohemian Rhapsody, Vice, and A Star is Born, I think unless there's like some right out of left field thing happening, I think a star is born is going to take the Oscar. I just think like everything I heard with the media and Uh, promotion when that came out, like Bradley, like Lady Gaga's performance in this Bradley Cooper as a director and like everything with it, like the also conversations. This is for a later date that got me into that mindset of maybe we'll predict our winners. I'm excited about the actors in a leading role race. You've got Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born, William Defoe in uh, at Eternity's Gate. You've got, and I'm going to screw up this name, uh, Rami Malek. Uh, he played, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name, Queen. Um, Freddie Mercury in oh. Bohemian Rhapsody. And then Viggo Mortz- Mortensen from The Green Book. Like, I see most of those, and I would love for – I'm not going to screw up his name, so I'm going to say the guy who played Freddie Mercury no, to go. win it. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Have you? Did you see that one or no? I, I have not. My mom said she bought it on Comcast, so I do have it, so I might give it a watch because oh I don't my God. have to buy it. Um, but even like actors in a supporting role, you've got Ali, who's going to be an Alita Battle Angel, but he was in the Green Book. Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott in A Star is Born, um, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and then Sam Rockwell for for Vice. Like, there are some huge names in these, and I kind of feel like, at for most of these, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be a battle between Vice and A Star is Born. Yeah, no. Um, for most of these actors and actresses. The amount of hype and everything after A Star is Born mm-hmm. came out that I heard, I feel like it's going to get well, Every single a time few. I listened to the radio, it was like, something about A Star is Born. For like two weeks afterwards. Uh-huh. And it was just like, I just feel like that's going to be the one to take it home. Any final thoughts before we move on into film? Um No, I mean, like I said, I, as much as I would like to see Black Panther win it, I Again, mm-hmm. what it's up against, I don't see that yeah. that happening. I, I would love to be proven wrong. Yes. prove me wrong. Please make Black Panther the best picture, but I just don't see it happening. I would put my vote right now as a Stars Born, Stars Born, the Bohemian Oscars. Rhapsody, and I, I couldn't say for the other ones because I haven't seen. Yeah, them, so. I would say Vice would probably be in the so, running for yeah. that too. Um, but let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. 
about Black Panther being nominated. Could it actually win the Oscars? What do you think with any of the other nominations for the Oscars? Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. But Johnny, let's go ahead and go into our next topic. And we are taking a look at one of the Avengers Mightiest Heroes. And people might be looking, Ricky, what are you looking up? There's only a ceiling up there. Um, we're talking about Thor, son of Odin. God of Thunder, um, Prince of, of Asgard. Thunder, well, Prince of King of Asgard, Asgard now. King of Asgard, King of Asgard. the people. Um, the one third of that people Asgard, that he has left. Approximately a quarter to a third. Yeah, maybe less than that, like an eighth. Um, because he lost half. Hey, then we he have lost half of half. We have like ten whole people right here. Yeah. Um, Korg didn't survive. We Korg's, do know that. Same with Valkyrie. Um, yeah, we're going to get into that. But what we're talking about today. Yes. Thor's role in Avengers Endgame. Because... He's lost his people. He lost his hammer. He got his axe. Could have killed Thanos, but didn't. Didn't go for the head. Nope. And now he's doing some mad thinking, getting ready for a rap battle with Thanos. I'm just going to pose the question for you, Johnny, because Thor is your guy. Um, He's the one that when you saw the new suit that we're going to get into, um, you were like, great, another suit (laughs) that I have to make. They make another suit now. What is Thor's role going to be in Endgame? Um, a big one is just going to be vengeance, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to be the same way he did it, went about it in Infinity War. He's going to have to be smarter. He's going to have to be smarter. He's going to he's going to have to actually go along with well, because what I'm thinking right now, he's like feeling not just anger mm-hmm. at what happened, but anger a lot of anger at himself mm-hmm. because he got too. Um, I'm going to go with the word cocky on making sure Thanos knows who killed him. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's going to be like, I, cause you know, it's just basically an, I fucked up. Yeah. Where I could have ended this, but because of my hard headedness, which we have seen in other Thor movies. Yes. He's um, still, even in Ragnarok, he was still kind of hard headed. Yeah. But like it, it's developed over time. But like, I think back to. The scene from I think it was Thor one could have been the Dark World where he's fighting those stone giants. That would be that two. was two. Number one was the frost giants where he just went right in and was like I'm dove right in and mm-hmm. bit off more than he can chew overall. Yeah. Whereas in Thor the Dark World, it's like oh no problem, I got this. The, you guys, talk about the beginning scene yeah, where he's where he, on um and he breaks the I don't want to say Svartalheim. I can't remember mm-hmm. um. Damn, I can't remember which one it was. But basically, big Vanaheim. He's on Vanaheim, and there was like a yeah. It's like they (laughs) bring out the big guy, and it's like this thing that's like three times his his Mm -hmm. size. Just spins the hammer, and wham. Mm -hmm. But like we've seen this hard headedness through the movie. It's evolved, but now we're getting to the. It's gotten a lot better, but better. It go. But I mean, turns into a newt. He's still a little hard-headed. He's still it like it still comes out like in something like that. And I mean, it was a tragic loss. Mm-hmm. So to some degree, I understand it. But it's also like you could have ended it. But now we're in the end game, Johnny. Yeah, now we're we in couldn't the end, end game. it because we're in the end game. Yeah. And the thing that I wonder is at the start of because what's his story going to be? Obviously, is like what's his story going to be in End Game? Mm-hmm. But. It feels like, from what we know, we're going to start off in Endgame, and then there's going to be a time jump, because the thing that has shown this is Black Widow, yes. where early in the tra- like in the trailer, what we've seen, she still has her short blonde hair, but then there's other pictures, and even on the um, 
kind of toy art that we've she's seen. She's got the long... She's got the long hair, the kind of red hair, but her blonde is still at the, at tips, the end. Like yeah. She's letting it grow out. And I wonder where Thor is going to be. Like, at the beginning, is Thor not even with the Avengers? Like, did he, after Infinity War, I'm going to go off and be by myself. And that's where we see him in that rap battle attire where he's just sitting there kind of basically has gone in isolation. And he's like, I'm just going to be by myself. Or did him and Rocket go together? And they're like kind of just in a ship all by themselves. I'm more so thinking they, because of, he basically at the end, he Mm -hmm. was like awestruck that Thanos just like. Snapped his finger. Like the last thing we saw Thor was pushing the hammer into it. And then he should have gone for the head. Well, the axe. Axe. Yeah. I, it's was, got a hammer on one he was, side. He's yeah, pushing he was on the pushing axe. He's pushing on the hammer side. He was pushing it, and then Thanos and was, was able to just should go, have gone for the head, snap, and and he went right through the portal. And you just see Thor go, because mm-hmm. the last thing when he snapped, he goes, "What'd you do? Yeah. What'd you do?" Mm-hmm. And overall, I think it's going to be a this. This is I think it's going to be like the Avengers base, mm-hmm. and he's either going to like. I almost thought this is a bad way to put it, but he's going to have like have a tantrum right there because he he's going to know he fucked up. Mm-hmm. And maybe and then they lock him in because it looks like he's like people have said it looks like he's locked in a cell. He might be locked in a cell. Like maybe Tony made it strong enough mm-hmm. to be like Hulk or Thor can be thrown in there. Well, they had the cell for in the first Avengers movie. They had the cell for Loki. Built, well, it was actually built for someone else. The Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it could hold... If it could hold the Hulk, it can hold Thor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's like... So, I think that's going to be more of a put him in there for isolation and cool down mm-hmm. while the rest of them are figuring out. And I'm wondering if that blonde hair scene is either just a kind of a Marvel trick and we're just going to jump right into a few weeks after. There's that too, but there's also... Actually, no, you're right, because we got Tony that's still floating in space. Yeah, but there's also the question and feige was asked about it and he kind of like said yes and no um with the question was basically with everything for trailers are we only going to get like the rumors we're only going to see the first 20 minutes of the movie true like that's all we're going to see in trailers um and feige was like yes and no we just don't want to give up the story. We don't want to give up any answers. And I don't blame them. And this is one where, like, me and you have joked around where it was like, show us the date and then no trailers. Yep. Just Radio Black. Where I know they won't do that because they got to pump it for the casual yeah. fan. Um, But I would love that. But as soon as they like, announced nope. it, you and I, we didn't even need. Yeah. Like, of course, every time they come out with it. Like, I'm hearing Super Bowl could be the next trailer i hope so i can't wait because then we're gonna have more stuff to talk about um with it but yeah with thor i wonder what it's gonna because even if let's say that's where he is there how do we get to the part where he's in the new suit like from the toy art where it's the it kind of looks like Mm -hmm. a space suit yeah like like, gray and but it's like thor doesn't need a space suit because then is it a space suit or is it a hey this suit is kind of like Ant-Man's suit, and it's going to help you in the quantum realm because yeah. we're jumping between realities. I think that's what it's more so built for. So mm-hmm. it's like 
that's what his suit is like because Hulk is, has one yeah. too and neither of them needs it because they can actually survive in the vacuum of space mm-hmm. for a, an amount, a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and also on the there's a little, back of the hand there's that uh, thing we've seen and it's not and that's everyone gets yeah, one of those because Cap has one but, but we've seen them in those suits but it's weird and then maybe this is something they're altering in post-production Cap looks like he's in his uh, chain the no not chain mail the scale mail armor mm-hmm. with one of those Tony you can't really say because he's got one on his hand in the the yeah. the, 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 the pictures, pictures I saw but he's got all the dots on him so yeah they're CGIing something on him no well, it could be a suit it could be a suit it could just be the little chest piece but, yeah so mm-hmm. and I mean that's and because we don't know the answer to that even we're assuming it's the quantum realm but we don't know i think it's the quantum realm that's what mm-hmm. i'm going to go with because it's going to be i think the suits are going to be made for that mm-hmm. so it, like maybe caps is altered because maybe he said i want it to be this because if we have to go back to this time period i want people to like kind of yeah. recognize him so mm-hmm. like he can if they go back and he has to be cap he has to be cap basically whereas thor doesn't necessarily matter what mm-hmm. he wears when it comes to that yeah. Hulk needs something. I mean, I just, for me, with Thor's role, I think you're right with the revenge thing. Yeah. It's going to be a very tactically different revenge I thing. Did, I sit there and I think in my head, though, and I can't help but not think this, but I wonder if, because there's a part of me that wants him, wants him to have grown from this and be like the very end is going to well, be... Him, I think, getting a, his final say and like being level-headed to defeat Thanos, but there's a part of me that's like, are we gonna get a scene where they have Thanos, kind of like a Star Lord-like scene from mm-hmm. Infinity War, where oh my God, we have Thanos, we have Thanos, Thor does something and then they have to do it again. And kind of did it already, so yeah, but like, will they do like in a final battle? Oh my God, we have them. Thor does something, Thanos gets free, and then we have a big chunk of the movie that we still have to get to. I don't think they'd do that again mm-hmm. uh, because of, a, they did it with star Lord and they sort of did it with Thor where he, I think when I say revenge, it kind of comes off wrong. What it is it's like vengeance is what you mean. Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And also cause revenge it's, that was when he, what he was doing now. Yeah. It's sort of, it's not even vengeance necessarily. It's for the most part, it's him realizing I need to fix what I fucked up. Yeah, because I shouldn't have been focusing on revenge. I shouldn't have been focusing on making sure he knows who killed him. Uh-huh. I should have been just finishing the job and saving everyone. Yeah, I let my personal feelings with mm-hmm. Loki and get duly noted. It should. It can't blame him on mm-hmm. that. Um, he let those feelings get over what the the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Here's another thing, and this is from an article that I'm looking at from Screen Rant. Yeah. And they throw this out. And I don't even know if this affects Thor's role in this movie, Mm -hmm. but I'll ask it anyways. Could the possibility of this being Thor's last MCU movie affect what his role is in this one? Like, if it's his last MCU movie, do they have to tie that bow and make it real secure before then he walks off. I feel like, I don't know about real secure, but I, because he doesn't necessarily, he's not necessarily the one that's like, 
hey, I'm done. But like his story with Thanos needs to be. I think it needs done. that yeah. needs to be tied. That's what I'm saying. Like that needs the to be tied. The story with Thanos, off. I think it needs to be tied off one mm-hmm. whatever way they decide to do it. Mm-hmm. Whether they make it on a, on a low note where it's like he has nothing left still. Or if they make it on like I'm not gonna say high note because high note oh mm-hmm. Loki's back and yeah. all the Asgardians are back and blah 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 mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's gonna be that mm-hmm. and I mean yeah the thing that I really really wonder is like what it says here um, let's see unlike his his fellow Phase One heroes Marvel Studios only <laughs> recently got Thor's depiction Jeez. right at least. Uh, in the eyes of the public, and it seems like there are still many stories left to be to- untold um, with the God of Thunder. It will be a wasted opportunity for them not to capitalize on Thor's newfound popularity, perhaps in a Thor Ragnarok too, especially after Infinity War. Depending on how Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige wants to handle the film series moving forward, Thor who's now the king of Asgard, can rebuild the kingdom on Earth, just like in the comics. Otherwise, he can just stick around for more adventures. And the reason what makes this complex Mm -hmm. is what Helmsworth has said in the past, where after this movie, he wants to kind of take a break a little bit and kind of go and spend time with his family. Except if Marvel calls him. Yeah, basically. That's what he said. So I think it would be great, the next, the next storyline for Thor, and this could like lead into it. Because he doesn't want to give up Thor. He doesn't want anyone else to be Thor. He wants, he wants to, to keep Thor. doing Thor. And I think he enjoy. it almost seems like he might enjoy being Thor as well. Yeah. He just wants to take a break from other doing other acting. Yeah, because like I, I look at it right now, and I'm looking at his IMDb page. Mm-hmm. You look at it. Avengers Endgame, Men in Black International, and then a movie called uh, Dahaka that he's going to be in. They're all coming out this year. They're all in post-production, which means if they're in post-production, he's, we are done with you, Chris. Except maybe like some, some reshoots. reshoots. But I mean like... Right now, it's like his heavy lifting is done, is over. It's kind of like um, I'm going to compare it to this Dave Batista, who was Drax, yeah, in Endgame, and he's going to be in um, or he was in Infinity War, he's obviously going to be in Endgame. Mm-hmm. It was like I was watching a video about um, WWE, and there's a possibility that he could return to wrestling, and what they were saying is. Just a little background for you. Yeah. I know you don't focus on that. We're right now in like the road to WrestleMania where WrestleMania is in April and they're like, hmm, you look at the movies that he's in, Infinity or Endgame, Stuber, My Spy, Escape Plan 3, Dune, all of those are in post-production, meaning, hey, Dave, we're done with you. And there's no... Like movies are there's one in the Dune movies in pre-production and they don't even have a script. That's the one that's in so. pre. So it's like all those movies are like, hey, Dave, we don't need you. So like they're saying, hey, he's opening up a window right here to make a return in between his kind of film stuff mm-hmm. where you can relate that to Chris Helmsworth, where it's basically like at this point. I am done. Like he, nothing that he has is in pre. He's not rumored in anything. It's just like, hey, I got these three films. They're all in post production. I'm probably not going to be called back unless like Endgame has a reshoot that he has to come back for. But at this point, I don't see them doing re. It's not going to be like New Mutants where they're reshooting everything. It seems like, yeah. Um, 
I just I feel like with that's gonna play into it of like, hey, we don't know because also there's the plan of what are we gonna do after Endgame? Like, do we want to tell another Thor story? Do we want to tell another Cap story? Or do we want to move on from these guys? We've I seen mean, these guys like Thor. We have now seen him for Thor, Thor Two, Avengers, Ultron, Infinity War, Ragnarok, Endgame. What seven movies? Yeah. Like, let's get some of these other heroes in here. Oh, they might like cameo them in a lot more yes. things. But I mean, if what I was trying going to say earlier is, uh, there's a storyline for Thor, and this would kind of lead a- into after Endgame. Mm-hmm. It would work. Really well. I cannot remember the name of the storyline. Uh-huh. But basically, it's him. He's kind of got this floating Asgard mm-hmm. um, somewhere, like, yeah. off, off of Norway. Actually, in the comic, I think it's supposed to be in, like, somewhere in one of the, like, the Nevada desert or something okay. like that, I think. And it just... So it's in Midgard. It's in Midgard. Okay. And it's, like, a smaller Asgard. Okay. And basically, so like, the, the Warriors 3 are kind of ghosts there mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And I think that would be a stor- an interesting storyline. Yeah. It's not in the sky. It's, like, hovering, like, this high off the ground. Oh. Uh, so they can see it. Like, this high off the gr- this high off the ground. Oh. <laughs> so, like, anyone could walk up onto <laughs> it. Anyone could walk up to it, but, like, there's multiple scenes where you're just kind of sitting at the gate. And then you got, like, the Warriors 3 are now ghosts there. Yeah. Because you can't really, like bring them back Mm -hmm. that might be an interesting movie to play around with or at least a storyline to get started off of well and or what are they going to do dc streaming service do they make a thor tv no the disney streaming service oh i thought you said dc streaming service no i might have i meant disney streaming service (laughs) wait Um, they didn't buy thor i might have said dc streaming service you did i meant disney streaming service i understand we don't know what they're they could make they're making a loki TV series. What if later on they go, hey, instead of doing a Thor Ragnarok 2, hey, Chris, let's just bring it back for eight episodes of a Thor series. Let's just do a live action Thor series and tell a story that way. Yeah, I, that might be a good way to do it too, because if they're going to bring uh, Loki back to do something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're going to bring um, Hiddlesworth back for that yeah. one. Um, and because they're going to do less episodes, they can actually bring these big, big actresses and actors, actors back to do them. That could be a way for the future because the big thing, too, is then this is everything. They basically – Marvel's got so much to work with. Now, yeah. Where as soon as this deal goes through As soon March. as the deal goes through, they're going to have X-Men. They're going to have Fantastic Four. I don't expect, like, the Deadpools and the X-Forces. And I expect those to kind of be off on their own. Like, hey, these stories are going on, but we're not going to include them in the greater picture here. Um, but, I mean – yeah, like, and I am wondering if this deal has kind of changed their plans a little bit. Where maybe a Thor Ragnarok two was in the cards, but now that we got X Men, hey man, we got to plan some X Men movies now. See, like we can't sit on this X Men property and let them just sit because X Men is far too popular to do that. Yeah, I just I'm, I'm maybe I'm taking it too literal when someone mm-hmm. says Thor Ragnarok two. I'm like the storyline was kind of a one shot. In, I mean, in the MCU, I don't think he's going to go back to. Unlo- well, and they're just saying like Ragnarok 2. Yeah, I think like, I'm just taking it too literal. Like, I um, think what they're saying is 
another Takawahiti Thor movie. That's what I would put it as. I wouldn't be opposed to that either. Another Takawahiti Thor movie. But here's one thing I want to bring up. Um, Go ahead. And this goes off the, like the new suit. The to- um, the toy showing the new is the thing. The big thing showing the new suits. Yes. Um, but it's showing and, and maybe and I want to hear your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Is it are they leaving out Stormbreaker because he's not going to be using it much, or is it just to save money? Because usually when they have those, they have the 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 for accessory with it. Yeah, it's interesting because let's see. I want to type in Thor, um, not Endgame, Infinity War, and as I can't freaking spell, because um, I want to see something really quick. Because mm-hmm. when you said he went back into the portal. No, the hammer fell to the ground. Okay, it did. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to make sure that... Trust me, I know that one. No, I wanted to make <laughs> sure that it did fall to the ground, or if Thanos, it was still in him. Yeah, it fell to the ground. Yeah, no, it fell. Um, but I think it's a toy thing. I think it's like they didn't want to waste the money to make, because with the packaging, like... Because there was other things I've heard that, like, for example, like the Star-Lord and one, uh-huh. the people that got snapped away, basically what they did was... Hey, you know what? Out of the Infinity War box into the Endgame box. True. Like it could have just been, hey, we don't want like wh- why waste the money to make Stormbreaker? Like we don't need that accessory with this toy. True. Kind of cut and cost to save money, but also be like, hey, maybe put the doubt in fans' heads of like, is Stormbreaker gonna be back? Because there's the only reason I bring that there's up. Rumors that uh, Mjolnir might that be coming Mew back. Mew is gonna be back. Little Mew, Mew, Mew. Mew. Yeah, that's right. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, little, little Mew Mew is gonna be back. Um, I mean, because there's one. What, is he gonna have? Uh, what is it? D tree? Is is he gonna have? Tree. Is he gonna have basically? Um, Tyrion make it. I don't. <laughs> Etri and um, <laughs> you know what? I don't think they I don't think they go wasting the time to have him fix that when he's got a brand no, new he weapon. On. He I think it's moved on. I think it's either I think it's either they're gonna see it in a flashback, mm-hmm. or maybe even something else where he some like pre because remember at the in in Ragnarok mm-hmm. when Hela destroyed it, just smash it. It's all sitting on the ground in mm-hmm. Norway right now. Yeah, and there's something in talks of a priest having. Mjolnir. Well, I mean, 50-50, the priest might be able to lift it up. Yeah. And even so, it's smashed. Maybe it do- no longer matters mm-hmm. because it's basically not Mjolnir now. Yeah. It's just a pile just of- just a pile of metal. Metal and a stick. Yeah. So maybe, like, a priest found this, picked it up. Tried to put it back together. Sort of pieced it back Humpty together. Humpty Dumpty put it back together yeah. again. <laughs> and realized, oh, shit, this is Mjolnir. Yeah. Or just he saw the handle itself, remembered. I mean, I think we're done with Mirner. Like, if we see it, it's I think in it's going to be flashbacks. It's in the past. And here's another thing I want to ask you, and this is kind of my last thing, and this goes for any Avenger. Will we see a scene or something where one of them, maybe a Thor, is tempted about telling his older self or. A different self about something like for Thor, mm-hmm. will he be tempted to? Let's say it's time travel. They do. Yeah. Will he be tempted to tell an older self, younger, and warn him? Yeah, younger self, and warn him about what's going to happen, like in a Thor Ragnarok. 
Maybe not Thor Ragnarok. Because that, cha- that would change things. That would, and that would also like change the dynamic of everything. I wonder, it'd either be before Thor Ragnarok or after, because like the whole thing with, or like after, like in the endgame part, is like, don't let your like emotions mm-hmm. for Loki get over the fact that this needs to all end. Yeah. Type thing. And that's where it would be, or like, before, like, significantly before Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. There's a whole reason he ended up, like, yeah, he threw the hammer because he thought, I'm going to kind of try and end this quick. Yeah. But the the main thing is, like, Loki's the one that called the, them to be brought back up. Uh-huh. And is him trying to, like, fight off Hela from, well, killing him. Mm-hmm. They got him knocked into or, ending up on Sakaar. Or think of this. Hmm. Huh. Because then he also wouldn't find the Hulk so, or Valkyrie. So. What if this? Because what if they're going back in time to to find the stones before Thanos does? Yeah. Well, Thor will be the only one that knows. Like everyone will be like, "Oh no, the the space stone was destroyed," and Thor's going to be like, "No, Loki has it," and then go to a past Loki to try to get the stone from Loki. Maybe he'll um go to the past. Well, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, a, go to Loki in the past and try to get the stone from him before the ship encounter. Yeah, well, like as, that's what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. It's just like maybe like other Thor will either leave the room and he'll like come in and go, Loki, give me the space stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically to try to get it before Thanos does. Here's the question that I have: Is Oh, Rocket's still there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rocket and because uh, my first Nebula. Thought, my, my first thought was, how are they going to know the Power Stones in Xandar? Well, Rocket would know that. Yeah, Rocket would still because um, Thor know because Rocket would know where the Power Stone is. Thor would know too. Thor, actually, Thor knows the space and reality because it's with the Collector. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Doctor Strange with the Time Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, Vision with the. Vision with the Mind Stone, and then Nebula knows where the Soul Stone is. Yes. Well, does she, though, or did she? Yeah, because she said that, um, because Gamora told Nebula, I know that it's on Valmir, and I'm not going to tell him. Because she mentioned. I thought she just said, I know where it is, and I'm not telling him, I believe I heard Nebula say Valmir. No, it was, it was, that was Gamora. Commenters, correct yes. me if I'm wrong. I believe Nebula knows where the Soul Stone is. Tell us. I don't. I thought it was just because, just Gamora because she didn't want anyone else to know. Because to make sure. No, because Nebula knew where Thanos and Gamora went to get the stone, and then Thanos came. Because she said it in Gamora. front of Nebula. Yeah, I'm saying Nebula knows. Oh, where you're the stone right. Is. Oh, you're she right. That's right. Over. I'm thinking like pre. <laughs> yes. And I keep mixing that around. No, like for Nebula that right now knows yeah. where the Soul Stone you're right. is. Because Gamora died there. Where it would be. Um, and that's how Pratt kind of found out. Yeah. Um, so the, the two of them would know. It, yeah. But so the, we would. So every single Avenger would know. And you know what would be interesting? Huh. They go to get the Soul Stone. They have to sacrifice somebody. Cap or Tony? Does one of them get sacrificed there? Yet again, another which one should die kind of a conversation. But... Let's end this. Any thoughts that 
you think we haven't talked about when it came to Thor's um, role? Because now we're getting into something totally different that yeah, could take no, about another I hour. Just think like it's obviously going to end up being a whole team effort of like, mm. hey, the Avengers back together because that's why the si- the main six still survived. Go- and here's another thing, and this is six, a right? I'm going to tease this for another. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Um, I'm going to tease this for another time because I saw this article and I was like, ooh, I'd love to have that um, discussion, but I can't really have it, is there is an article I saw out there that each stone of the gauntlet represents an Avenger that's left. Huh. Like, each one is like, for like example, the uh, Soul Stone, Tony, and like, they all match an Avenger that is left after... The Snapture. There's also another one that people are thinking that the Soul Stone may be the reason why Thanos really knew Tony Stark. I didn't read into that article. I just saw the headline for that. Interesting. This is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. What will Thor's role be in Endgame? What are you thinking about Endgame at this point now that we got the new toy art, the new suits, everything that we're supposed to get a new Super Bowl ad for Endgame, hopefully... It's a new trailer with some new footage um, that we can break down. But let us know what you think down below in that comment section. And let's move on into our last segment, Johnny. And what we are taking a look at is a movie that I kind of want to say I'm torn about. But in the end, I'm excited about this Same. movie. Um, since we saw the first trailer a little over a year ago or around a year ago, I have been pumped for Alita Battle Angel. We saw the first trailer where it was basically various like brief glimpse into and then they had the very soft song in the arms of an angel playing behind was it. Was it the arms of the angel? Just so it sounded like it. It's it was a cover of it. No, okay. Their own I didn't cover. Know, because notice. at the end it goes in the arms of an angel. I didn't even notice honestly. Yeah. And that like they Probably ended it, it was kind of different that. than the It's not the it's not the in the arms of an angel that you're thinking about. Oh okay. It's not the uh would you would you like to help this poor dog? This dog has been like, yeah, it's not that one. It's a it's a different one. It's a lot slower. Um, but the one thing I want to ask you about is because we've rewatched the first trailer and now the trailer yeah. that we just got. I just want to ask you this question. Okay. How successful is Alita Battle Angel going to be? Because I have heard kind of 180s on this. There is the side of like... And we're, I've seen articles where it's like the early reviews are calling it an emotional, mind-blowing 3D adventure. But then there's other parts where people are going in like, yeah, this is not going to be a good movie. And then the newest trailer comes out that shows us a little more. So I want to ask you, mm-hmm. how successful how successful do you think it's going to be? And do you think Alita Battle Angel is going to be a good movie when we go and see it in about, what, two weeks? Something like that. Um, I think it's going to be a good movie. I have to state that, yeah, the the I'm not, I wasn't really torn necessarily from mm-hmm. one preview to the other. I was pretty excited. Um, but seeing, like, one trailer to the other, it was a 180 flip of, like... It was. The, the idealism, sort, not even idealism, the uh, feeling of the movie. Because mm-hmm. the first one was, like, it's going to be... I don't want to... Uh, on the lighter emotional side, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it was like, but a lot less action, too. a lot less actiony, a lot less violent, even. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of scenes here and there where they showed it, but then they probably came out of trailer two and was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, and then now they're completely at where it's <laughs> takes like, the guys like this big spike and just, <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, well that would that took a 180 flip." And the thing that I'm here's what I'm I'm just gonna jump in and compare it. Yeah, is, go ahead. I feel like this movie. Although I'm excited for it, mm-hmm. I hope it's good. Like, I have been hyped for this movie, like I said, since we first saw it a year ago, like, that it's coming out. But I have a worry that it's going to be like Valerian. And the reason why I say that is not exactly like, Excuse yes, me. all the flaws of Valerian are going to be the flaws of this. I'm just saying I have that fear that it's like we were pumped heading into Valerian. And then what Valerian, it was, yeah, you know, it was visually amazing. Yes. But, but God, did the story suck. The story was just flat. And that's the one thing that I worry with. Like, I'm not super worried. Like, of course, early reactions, like, they're saying it's when I see words like emotional, um, that means like, okay, you're going to pull me in a direction with the story. You're going to pull out my emotions and make me care. Yeah. I just think this movie, with what I've seen, is kind of two sides. I've seen the fir- very first trailer, which was very built on the story. And, yes. of course, like, there could be a reasoning for that. And this last one that we've seen, of course, it's a year journey, is more built on the action and what you're going to see in that. And I wonder if this is a marketing plan. By mm-hmm. them, hey, let's get the story out there early, but then let's move in. It, I wonder if also it's a marketing plan of, hey, we have to do a trailer like the last one we saw to get people into the theater. Because a trailer yes. like that very first one, that emotional trailer, is not going to get people it's not gonna draw a lot of people into in. the theater. Like Dry, Marvel isn't. could just have a trailer of Tony Stark that said, April 26th, people will go to see it. Yes. People will go to see that. But a movie like Alita Battle Angel, you got to actually pull people yeah. into your I mean, movie. no one necessarily knows what, what it is. is. Well, so like, you, gotta have to, you have to do the polling and you have to actually. Like, I know it's a comic. Yes. It's called Battle Angel Alita. But, like, before that, I never to knew be fair, anything I've never about heard her. of it before like, this, so. Like, the pictures that I'm looking at here is um, apparently, this is on Comixology, they've got three volumes of Battle Angel um, Alita. And obviously, I'm going to go and read it because, like, now I want to kind of read it going in. But here's just what volume one said, just so you guys can know. Apparently, there's also an anime. Is there? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know until just now. I while, like... while scavenging uh, spare parts for a cyborg clinic, um, whatever the character's name is, uh, Dai, Daisuke Ido um, discovers the head and torso of a young woman, brain intact, and in stasis for centuries. With no memories of her past, the girl was given a new body and a name Alita. So begins one of the... One of the indisputed classics of sci-fi action ma- manga. Um, this dark feature epic 
of self-discovery, martial arts, destiny, and the karma is absolutely not to be missed. And that's the thing with this that I'm going to love about Alita Mm -hmm. if they do it right. Because the whole thing with her, and they kind of hit it in the trailer a little bit, of there's the romantic interest. He goes, oh, you're from up there. And she goes, oh, then I'm insignificant. insignificant. Like, I'm useless. Like, I'm garbage, basically. Yeah. And he goes, not necessarily. That's what they want you to think. Like, and the whole thing of it is that the main villain, which is going to be um, Wesley I always, Snipes. I always screw up. No, it's not Wesley Snipes. It's um, Cottonmouth from Luke Cage. Um, the guy that played Cottonmouth. Oh, is it? It looks King. like Wesley yep. Snipes. It's not the, Wesley Snipes. I'm sorry, it looks all. like Wesley Snipes in the I trailers. Think, I think his first he name looks like is, Blade. That's why. I think his first name is Mustafa. Is it? No, Mustafa I'm saying, Ali. I say that because he looks like Blade. No, he does. No, I'm not saying that you're wrong. He does. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. That's why I said it was Wesley Snipes. But it's like, I like how I go. I'm like, nope. Nope, no, to- no, no. Totally, totally not, Johnny. Yeah, it's um, it's the same actor who played Cottonmouth um, in the Luke Cage series. Well, at least and I made myself laugh. And he's also been, he's nominated for an Oscar um, this year. I said his name really? earlier. On the podcast. I just said Ali because I didn't want to ruin okay. his um, first name. But, yeah, the first name, so I get it right, is – come on. Where are you on this IMDb? Of course they don't have Cottonmouth towards the top because he was only in season one. Um, but basically, yeah, he's the main villain. You even got – I think it was Olivia Munn who was the chick that was like, hey, come here. And she had like the yeah, purple diamond on her forehead. I believe that's Olivia Munn. Okay. Um. Yeah, it might be. But my point being is, obviously, they think she's important and doesn't yeah. need to be around because how he goes, tonight is going to be a hunt. You need to kill her. You need to kill the one called Alita. So I'm assuming they probably know what she is. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming with her past, she was someone important. Yeah. They tried to kill her, but they left the brain intact, mm-hmm. which was their fatal flaw. Yeah. And that's how she was able to come back. Yeah, um, I mean, I never read anything else for it, so I wish I had more, totally, more information. Totally got his name wrong, by the way. Did you? It's not Mustafa's. It's uh, Mahershala. Mahershala. I hope I said that right. Mahershala Ali. So I apologize for that. He's playing Vector. He seems like the main villain. And yeah. Plus, it was Jennifer Connelly. She was the one, not oh, Olivia Munn. Okay. So I was totally off, but go ahead. Um, no, I'm, but I am excited. It looks like a really good movie so mm-hmm. far, and it's actually made me... I might even check out the anime if I could find it somewhere. My guess is I could, should probably uh, pay for Funimation and see if they have it. Oh, no way. Jennifer Connelly. You know what movie... You know what's the last movie we saw with her in it? Huh. Spider-Man Homecoming. Really? We did not see her. We heard her. Who did we hear but never see? Oh, um... Karen. She's Karen. She I didn't was Karen. Know that. <laughs> on IMDb, it says Karen backslash suit lady. Suit lady. <laughs> that's oh, what, that's right. He calls her suit lady. Whoa, lady. suit lady. But I mean, that. So I was totally off. She was also in nine. I remember her in nine as number seven. But huh. I totally mistaken her with uh, Olivia Munn. Uh, but that's the thing with this is. I want this to be a good movie. I hope I so do. too. I don't I hope it doesn't fall flat like uh 
like Valerian. Well, and that's the thing. That's the thing I have to compare it to because maybe it's because they're both in the sci-fi category. Sci-fi category with big looks like it's going to be big visual effects for parts of it. That too. Plus, they both are based off of manga or graphic novel. Yeah, they both have that. Like, here's the literary. They're base like for an it. offshoot of like yes. you're not the Marvel mainstream at the DC mainstream. You're kind of the offshoot ones that not main, like, mm-hmm. you can't bring it up to someone and go, oh, yeah, I knew that one before this movie came out. And, like, the thing I'm looking at in just the pictures of the three volumes on Comicology for yeah. the last one, volume three, they kind of show her in that outfit we see her in the third trailer mm-hmm. where she's got the 99 on her side where that kind of confused me as well. I'm like, so is this... In action, or is there going to be like a cyborg games that's going on? And I she's feel like win the game. I feel like maybe that's going to be a small scene. I hope it's just a small scene. It, right now, it looks like a main plot, to, like a main plot story. <laughs> that might just be because it kind of focused on it a little bit with the trailer, but I think it's just going to be a si- a partial scene. Like in that, of course, scared me a little bit because I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not really buying into this. But like, the whole thing is. I need it to be emotionally pulling. Of course, like, I'm not bashing on the visuals. It's going to be visually yeah. amazing with, like, how her cyborg um, body kind of looks. Yeah. Especially everything with, like, we saw it a little bit in the trailer where she's, like, the martial arts, and then she goes to punch the mirror just... and just stops inches away from it. Like, that to me... No question is going to be amazing. All my questions from this is the story. Is it going to be a good enough story or is it basically – is it going to be that, a basic story? It's going to be Valerian where it's like mm-hmm. – it's like when you get home from work and you're expecting a certain soda, your case, Dr. Pepper. Yep. And you get home and you're like, oh, it's right there. It's cold in the fridge and you open it, open up the bottle mm-hmm. and it's flat. Well – I'll give you one better. It's okay. like when you go to it's same exact analogy but different. It's like I went to the restaurant the other day, mm-hmm. took my mom out for uh, a nice dinner, went to get her diet Pepsi, no carbonation. Poured it out, went to the next one, no carbonation. Went to the third one, finally had some carbonation. Where it's like when you go to let's say they didn't have three and they only had that one. Yeah. When you go to push it and it's like all oh, the syrup is gone. I gotta pick something else. Yeah, that's what it, that is exactly what you described. Yep, but that's, something else. I was like, yeah. That, well, yeah. at home, I would just bust out another can. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I didn't say can. I said bottle because can it's gonna be yeah, carbonated. But, but like, I mean, I'll bust out another. But bottle. it's like the visual there. It, like you're, you're talking so, about the two liter bottle. The two liter like bottle. After you crack it, it's already losing. Even you could you can tighten that thing up as as much it's as you want. Keep losing. It's gonna keep losing. Yeah. No. It's like you get home. You real. It like you're excited for it, and then you get home, and it's like, oh my god, it's right there, and it's in the fridge cold. And you open it up, mm. and you go to drink some, and it's flat. Yeah, and I, I think the other that's thing, what Valerian kind of was. The other thing too that makes me a little worried is, um, whenever they put in like, so you've got James Cameron, who's a producer of this, yeah, and whenever they attach a big name like that to it, because I believe Valerian had a big name also. And I know the director was a big name, but I'm, let's see, and A Thousand Planets, who produced that? Yeah, it was the director 
and I think it was also the producer, Luke Benson. Um, Because their whole big thing was with Luke Benson. Oh, man, he's the guy that uh, from the director of The Fifth Element. Mm. And we're kind of hitching onto that. We're like in this, you see Avatar, James Cameron. It's like. Are they trying to latch on to people are going to see, oh, Avatar was a good movie. Yeah. I'm going to go and see that now. And I wonder. I mean, that's a way for them to get more pe- seats in the, the people I get in the seats. That, but I just, I worry about it. Like, just because James Cameron's a producer doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's going to be a good movie. Like, you may not even have a huge hand in other than the pro- pro- producing part. The only producer credit that I look at and go, that is going to be a good movie is Kevin Feige. Yep. Because I've never had to worry about a movie he's produced. Well, being because he, I mean, he, uh, from what I hear, I he think, takes an active role. Yeah, and I don't think he's the type of guy that's like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll be a producer. Like, if he's producing it, he wants it to be good. Yeah. He's putting his name on it. Exactly. Like, I'm putting my name on this. It better be good. And I'm not saying James Cameron's not. James Cameron might be in the process with this as well. But like, and I'm hoping he is. I'm just, with me, it's all the thing. And I know some people are going to say, well, Ricky, you're being kind of down on this. Do you really want it to be successful? I do. I do want this to be successful and that's why I have so much worry because when I hype about something and get to a certain point I don't want to be let down. I've been let down so much in my life that I just don't want to be let down and actually you are right. Um, So not only is James Cameron a producer, he did have an active role in writing it. Good. So, because I takes a little bit of that worry. Yeah, because I mean, when a a producer with a big name like Dex, just Mm -hmm. like you said, Kevin Feige, they take a a active role in like parts of the movie, Mm -hmm. either writing or even like sort of like like not hints at directing, but like, hey, yeah, I saw this scene. You guys Mm -hmm. didn't. Maybe we can do this with it instead. Yeah, because I know Feige is actually like very active in. From what I've seen, he looks like he's very active in. The Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So. And I'm looking at the director that they have, um, Richard Rodriguez. Um, he was basically some of the ones that he had directed, obviously, Sin City that they mentioned. But he did the Spy Kid movies, the Sin City movies, um, Machete Kills. So he did the um, Machete movies. And he's actually got one in. It's not pre or post. It was announced they're going to do. Machete kills in space. <laughs> so a machete movie where uh, machete is, in space. He is in space. So that should be a good one. I'm looking at Desperados. Um, he directed from dusk until dawn. But yeah, basically from 2001, Spy Kids, Sin City, Machete. He also did the Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which is in that Spy Kids category. Yeah. Any final thoughts with this before we wrap up shop? Nope, I just hope it's good. And actually, it's making me kind of want to check out and see if I can find the anime. Yeah, I am definitely for sure. I mean, we've got for MVP the comicsology. Yeah. So I am definitely going to make sure to see if if it's a free, like, yes, I can um, get it with our comicsology unlimited. I'm totally going to be reading yep. um, the th- first three volumes of Battle Angel Alita, but... <coughs> Had a little uh, kind of frog in my throat right there where it just – it caught up on me. And I'm like, whoa, I need to clear my throat. But this is where you guys come in. 
Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. Make sure to let us know about what you think. First off, if you're on YouTube, of course, this is the only thing you're going to see right now, unless you're watching the full one later this week. But let us know what you think about Alita Battle Angel. Are you excited for it? Are you not excited for it? Will it be good? Will it won't be good? What are you thinking? And then on top of anything else we talked about, Thor, Black Panther being nominated for an Oscar. Let us know what you're thinking in the comment section. Make sure. And Johnny, of course, I forgot to do it again. What did I forgot to pitch between um, segments? Patreon, the Twitter, forgot to forgot to pitch them all, so I'll pitch them now. Patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That's where you can go ahead and support us. That is our main sort of support system. We love all our patrons. And if you join us at the $10 tier, you could join a Rick and Johnny podcast each month. You are at that tier. You can also make sure to follow us on Twitter. Johnny's at War Machine 9085. I'm at Ricky Widmer. And of course, Most Valuable Podcast at Most Valuable Pod. And of course, go and rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. I want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 